0: I have a great idea but I'm doing it The boy had it the and looks my flat my butt. I don't know I don't see it happening
1: Hey hey it's me John
0: and me Louise
1: And you are listening to I Have a Great Idea, But I'll Never Do It. Your favorite podcast,
0: period. It has been a while. (laughs) It's been
1: years. It's been a while. And every single time we do this now, it's like, it's been nine months. It's been one year. And it's been years now since we've done one of these. But that's okay because you're listening and we love you.
0: That's right. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in on your own time. Louise, how
1: are you? I've missed you. We it's we've spoken since we last recorded. Oh least. yeah,
0: oh yeah. Um, I'm I'm good. I'm good.
1: What's What's the latest in your life? What's well, happening? the latest
0: in my life because the last time we recorded, I was like, "Hey, the reason that it took so long for us to record is I have a baby." Um, and the news on that front is. I don't have a baby anymore. I have a straight up kid. You have a kid? Yeah, and it's wild and she's wild. Yeah. Um yeah, otherwise it's kind of the same slog.
1: The <laughs> same slog. Well, you're you're living it up. I mean, I think that you have moved. Yeah, you've moved since we recorded last. You're you're living it up in the burbs. Yep. You've you've left the I'd say the comforts, but it's kind of uncomf uncomf in uh in New York City yeah. where you were before so you've you've moved on to the cumf how's the cumf going in the subs
0: i got to tell you it's ultra cumf uh, yeah. yeah i mean i ooh i feel sometimes a little twinge of oh man i wish i could just run a fairway um but every other aspect of life like laundry dishes Mm-hmm. Prep space for food, groceries in the trunk. That stuff's all super fly in the burbs.
1: The creachy comfs. You yeah. got it. You got it full on.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think of what that dude's name is. It begins with an M, but he's uh, it's whatever uh, hierarchy of it's like kids can't learn if they have to go to the bathroom. They can't learn if they're hungry. They can't learn if I'll look
1: Montessori. It up. No, no. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll look it up while you tell
0: me how you are.
1: Oh, things are just, you know, nutty as always uh, out here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, You know, I'm just kind of living my life. I've been... Uh, very active, uh, you know. In contrast to this podcast, where we do this once every blue moon, uh, anytime there's maybe like some like a, a an eclipse or a particular asteroid is is passing by, uh, I do that episode. I do that show uh, once a week. So that's been you know taking up a lot of my time in a very good way. That's the Ruined Childhoods podcast that I do with my brother Dan where we talk about Colton classic movies and we, you know, kind of take a look at it from a modern lens and see what we would do given the opportunity to like bring it back. And we've been doing that for, geez, it's going to be five years, I think in January. And uh, we're I think 212 episodes in we're going to record the 213th tonight, which is our episode on blue Hawaii, the Elvis movie. Because okay. we're doing so, we're doing a, an episode for every U.S. state plus D.C. and Puerto Rico, and we're going alphabetically. So, you know, A, Sweet Home, Alabama. Ooh, there's some sound coming in from you.
0: There sure is. What I is? Think, what just happened? I think that uh, we live in a smart home, and uh, some speakers have been selected. <laughs> oh no unintentionally <laughs> and I am not super practiced at this um
1: oh it stopped it didn't oh no it didn't
0: it didn't I'm gonna have to uh call in okay wait call maybe. IT that's it right stop. call in IT um it did stop thanks
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we've been doing these these podcast episodes, and we're uh, we just did Georgia, which was Smokey and the Bandit, and which you know takes place kind of bookended in Georgia. It's a it's a movie where you know it starts in Georgia, they go to Texas, and then they come back to Georgia, and then uh, next is Hawaii, and we're we're doing the Elvis movie Blue Hawaii, which is you know working out in a really fun way timing wise, uh, considering the release of Priscilla. Which I haven't seen yet, but I am looking forward to seeing. Especially because I was so disappointed with Elvis, the the movie Elvis. Right, right. I'm also disappointed in the person Elvis because shame on you. You're you were not a good guy. So, yeah. You do the best you
0: can until you can do better.
1: Yeah, he. You know, he he was never given the proper guidance to be a good guy. Right. So there's that.
0: And he was living in an era. Of a lot of not good guys. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel not like giving it's... him
0: a pass, just...
1: No. No, he, he was definitely given every opportunity to be a creep, but was never told, maybe you shouldn't do that. Right. And right. yeah, there was not the sensibilities that we have now.
0: Growing and changing.
1: Yeah. Speaking of growing and changing, I feel like when we last recorded, did I, I don't think I even had my dog Rufio, and I'm looking at him right now. He's a two-year-old now, and he's what? bopping around with the other dog. And it's just like, oh, you picked now to play, you picked right now to be jumping around while I'm recording an audio podcast with Louise talking about great ideas that we'll never do. Speaking of which, Louise, what's I tell been you what, though, a great idea,
0: beam? a great idea is a second dog. That's all I'm
1: saying. Oh, so. sometimes I say yes, yes, yes. And other times I say, why, why, why did I do this? But I we will see what happens when my senior dog, Daisy, has uh, moved out to, you know, the farm out yeah. in, uh, in the middle of nowhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Although. I mean, she's going to be 15 in a few weeks, and I swear she is showing no signs of slowing down. So uh, she'll she'll live forever.
0: Yeah, my dog, too. He's going to be around forever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, we've talked about him plenty on the podcast. Oh, my God. So if anybody can hear the tap, tap, tapping, that is Rufio just running around like crazy. So, yeah, Louise. Aside from second dogs, what other great ideas have you been having over the past few years?
0: So a couple of them that I'm looking back to my notes, I no longer know what they mean. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But one, one of them is visually educational clothing for new parents. And I don't know what that means anymore.
1: Visually educational clothing for new parents. So, okay. I'm trying to like reverse engineer this. Is it clothing that a new parent wears that's saying like, I'm on very little sleep. My kid has, you know, croup. I, I, you know, I've got like all of these responsibilities. My partner is out of town. Give me a break.
0: I didn't is, is think that it was it? I didn't think it was gonna be like a graphic tea or a tea that had like a, a paragraph of of okay. words to to explain things, but I think it was something like, Oh, of course you're gonna sleep belly to belly with your baby on your chest and here's this place to put them, that's safe it. Oh. like I don't even know, dude. That was like, Mm. this is, it's the first idea of the pod back. And it was just also kind of a throwaway. So we don't have to spend too much time there. But yeah, man. Uh, Well, well, something that
1: I love about this is like, we we spoke the other day and you you texted me just with a, a great idea that you would never do. And I was like, well, why don't we just record an episode? And it was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, of course. And of course, I was thinking that I was going to have to start from scratch with some fresh ideas, but past me put little additions into my notes. so I I I've it. got I've got a few, and luckily, I'm able to figure out exactly what they were all about great should i hit you with
0: one hit me with one
1: okay this one and maybe maybe it helps that i i wrote out uh like a little bit of an explanation not not saying you have to do what i do but i was sleep deprived it helps of course (laughs) you were so uh i'm thinking like a book style item some sort of like portfolio that you can keep multiple pairs of eyeglasses in uh because there's going to be different circumstances where maybe you're going to be at a more formal event and you want to wear something a little classier maybe you're going to like an art gallery thing and you want to have your funky red ones on or maybe it's like all right i'm gonna be going out and i'm not going to have any you know pockets or anything but i'm gonna be in changing situations. I have this pair that's got those dorky transition lenses in, which by the way, I have those and I'm saying dorky because I speak from experience, not judging anybody else. And it's like, yes, that would be the situation that would make the most sense for this opportunity. So you, you kind of go through, it's like a little closet, but for but for your eyewear. I like it. You like and it? And
0: it makes it like a little more streamlined in packing if it's just like a multiple book yeah. case of glasses, because then you don't have to keep track of three or four different eyeglass cases. Yeah. In your suitcase, your carry-on, your personal item, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Sure. Do you have a funky yeah. name?
1: I don't have you see, you're you're the one that comes up with the funky names. And okay. I feel like I focus more on just like, okay, what's the purpose? And then you know maybe uh maybe we can kind of come up with something in real time like uh uh face folio or something like that
0: ooh i like it i like it did we it. just
1: did we just strike gold
0: we may have i mean the yeah. problem
1: is that if your prescription changes then you you know and this is for people who have multiple pairs of eyeglasses
0: yeah i do yeah. but I, I often think if I'm if I'm going to an event, mm-hmm. I'm going to pop contacts in for that thing, mm-hmm. um, which is more of a lady issue because then I'm like, but if I have false lashes on and they're going to hit my lenses and they're going to separate out all funny, um, might as well just wear contacts.
1: <laughs> or do you have a pair of eyeglasses that would complement false eyelashes? So maybe they sit a little bit further away, or maybe they are a little bit larger or smaller so that it wouldn't interfere.
0: I don't have that, but if glasses mm. weren't as expensive, I would yeah, get some. True that. I would get some. that.
1: Yeah. Why are they so, ex- I, I know there's a lot of companies out there that I see advertised on like my Instagram that are budget friendly. And I think it's cause like, you know, cutting out the middleman of the, the physical store the retail experience so it cuts costs down a little bit and some of them are just like glasses cost too much we're not gonna charge you that and i feel like organizations like warby parker you know kind of started with that mindset but i I don't know they've kind of fallen out of favor i feel i don't know i haven't gotten new glasses in a while
0: i haven't either (laughs) yeah (laughs) i haven't either um Totally switching gears, but still on the train of an idea. Do you remember what my very first idea was on the very first of our episodes?
1: The first episode was called Let Sleeping Dogs Wake Up. I know that that was the episode title. So I want to say it had something to do with waking up and dogs. Oh my gosh.
0: So now I might be a liar. It could have been the second episode. (sighs)
1: But, 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 but we never just do one idea so I know, that could be like your second idea but just was in the first episode okay so that okay. is to say i don't know if that was the first idea go okay. on okay
0: um it had to do with changing light bulbs in a very high ceiling Yes. in an apartment building
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: turns out the home i live in in the burbs also has high ceilings in one room and i'm like oh man we're going to have to get like another giant ladder Um but what if riddle me this I will if light bulb fixtures in high ceilings had retractable cords in the way that vacuums do. So you could just get it, pull it on down, change it on out, give it a little boop -boop and have it go right back up. I like retractable light bulbs.
1: Course. That makes a lot of sense. And it's not something that you would see until you have to use it. Now, the question is because and I I want to say that there's even like, you know, a, a new federal regulation as of somewhat recently that, you know, incandescent bulbs are a thing of the past and uh, like LED and maybe fluorescent are the only ones that you probably still can get. So you you have an led bulb are you going to remember in 25 years when that (laughs) bulb goes out that this is the kind of (laughs) the kind of lighting fixture that you have in your tall ceiling or are you going to go to like you go through the lengths to go through the lengths because it's long uh to you know have like a a retractable pole to do something and then like You go, you like, are like, why isn't this bulb unscrewing properly? And then you think that the whole thing is broken. You have an electrician come out. You have a a handy person come out. You have a, a general contractor come out to figure out what's going on with your light situation. And they're just like, hey, ding dong, zip.
0: Yeah. Well, light bulbs, do. there's a weird, I listened to a weird podcast once about light bulbs where like they're like the first light bulbs probably Mm -hmm. still work because they made them to work that way. And then there were these like feuding light bulb companies and they like made the, uh, made the lights go out so that they could have people buy light bulbs more often and make tons of money. Um, But I want to know where, when we're supposed to be living in the Jetsons era, when is Mm -hmm. that? When is that? Because I feel like people in the 50s and the early 60s thought we'd be there by now.
1: I think that if you look at where we are right now and you look at some of the stuff that we do have, I feel like we've gone too far in some ways. Okay. And also it's like, you know, uh, was it like Rosie the Robot? Is that the name of the, you know, roommate? It's like, yeah, it's like we kind of have that in a lot of like- You know, you were just talking about your connected smart home with smart speakers. And, you know, the Jetsons, the Jetsons didn't have that. They had a robot that had a wheel that went around and did stuff. And, uh, you know, we have smart refrigerators and smart ovens and, uh, you know, smart televisions and speakers and all these other things that they weren't thinking of in the 60s. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, <laughs> this just in. We are living in the Jetsons
1: era. We're living in a post-Jetsons era. I think that the only thing is like space travel uh is still you know, well, I mean commercial space travel is I don't know. We're we're in this constant debate of like, is it the future? Are we on the cusp of doing this? Is this the way that we save our planet by abandoning it and going to another one? uh how you know we have the i would say the elon well the elon musks and the jeff Bezoses who you know have been exploring you know privatized space travel and the richard bransons but seeing as how it's kind of like scoffed at unless you are the ultra elite uh and by that i mean ultra wealthy they're not elite they're worse Uh, so you so you have the ultra worse that are the ones that are actually kind of taking more advantage of this where do we go from there is this something that we even want anymore I feel like as a civilization we kind of got this idea of like oh you know we're we're gonna have this thing and here we're going to the moon and everything and now it's just like okay but let's just uh, try to save our own planet and uh how about we create less uh space debris by launching fewer rockets and yes i understand satellites have their benefits and things like that but like how wasteful is it and how impactful is it on our own planet's environment to do these things
0: yeah very good points
1: do you want I'd me be- to say do you want me to say something less depressing and go to a different idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. I will ask you though if you had the opportunity okay. to like ride along for free, would you go?
1: Ooh, for free. Oof. I think it depends on the circumstance. Okay. It depends on who is the person like where is this coming from? If this is coming from Elon Musk, I will not I will not accept a free ride on your space shuttle. Because first of all, I don't trust it. Second of all, I wouldn't take a free Tesla if it was offered to me. And those are on the road and unsafe. Like I I do not want to do anything that would um, benefit that dude. So like a goodwill free ticket to this dude who's, you know, living off PB&J in Portland, Oregon. I don't think it's going to fly. But if uh, I don't even know who it would be that would, uh, you know, come in and, and swoop in. New person. Okay. Al Gore al gore comes in and is just like we they've cracked the code i've been working with this team and i trust them a thousand percent and the way that they're doing things is revolutionary it is not harmful at all to our planet you are it's it's based on a slingshot system you are trebuchet into the stratosphere and out into outer space and from there there is a you know a system that you know uh very safely can can bring people to the moon another planet do whatever or just come right back and you you've you are the uh the purchaser of the one zillionth container of peanut butter so you have officially won a ticket on this guaranteed safe journey into outer space my name is Al Gore, and I approve this message. John, pack your bags.
0: And then you're going.
1: And then I'm going. I'm, wow. I'm strapping on a diaper or whatever, you know, you got to do to, like, <laughs> make that happen. And, you know, just kind of uh, shooting for the
0: stars. Wow. I'm not going. You're not going. No, free or not. I'm not going. That's just one of those things where I was like, don't need it. I probably. In See, you're you're living in a post-Jetsons future. I'm living in a post Jetsons future. That's right. No, there's just so many things like I've never been skydiving. I don't need to. Not interested. That's fine. No, Mm -hmm. that's okay. And uh, like, oh, what's another good example of something that I'm not going to do? Oh, I don't need to run 26.2 miles. I don't need to. I'm really excited for other people that are really excited to have that as an accomplishment. I don't need to.
1: I think that even if I was being chased by a very hungry lion at maybe seven miles, I'd be like, you know what? At this point, I'm no good to anybody. So I may <laughs> as well be some good to this lion. <laughs> like, uh, that's it. There's there's no reason why I need to run 26.2 miles.
0: Not at Or one 13.1 time.
1: miles for that matter.
0: <laughs> I have done that.
1: Yeah, you really?
0: Yeah, with my mom. We did the Princess Half Marathon Cute. in Walt Disney World. And at each mile marker, they had uh, like a different sort of attraction. At one of the miles was like all of the Disney princes. And so you got to see like Prince Charming and, and Aladdin Aww. and whatever. And then at another mile marker, because it was around the time that the Princess and the Frog came out, there was mm. this like gospel choir like singing you so that you could... Keep motivated. Anywho, we finished that race. And then did they give you beignets at the end? (laughs) That would have been amazing. Yeah, Um, or
1: like instead of giving you like the little cup of water Gatorade or whatever, it's just like powdered sugar
0: and fried dough. (laughs) You just have to immediately go to the side of the race course and just bomb. (laughs) No, but we finished and I was like, wow, that's halfway. That's good enough. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I'm endlessly impressed with other people, but. But for me,
1: I fully agree. Yeah. Uh, if you have any rebuttal for us, pod at gmail.com. Write in. We'd love to hear from you. Our phone number, 80- 304-804-IDEA, uh, is defunct. It belongs yeah. to somebody else at this point. Uh, I wonder if they still get phone calls. gone inactive. Oh, from the one person who called us? I who feel lives like they <laughs> not to pull back the curtain too much
0: we did get we did get another call
1: once we we have gotten calls yes uh it's it's entirely i think i'm gonna try and go back and scrub that phone number from any of like episode descriptions and things like that so that uh there's somebody out there with a 304 area code that uh wherever that is that isn't like so angry at us
0: Uh, But but every now and then, don't you think it's like those phone calls that people or those text messages people get like, hey, I'm running late, but I'm going to be to Thanksgiving. I don't know who this is, but you're more than welcome to come.
1: The problem (laughs) is that like there are so many of those. Do you ever get those like scam texts where it's somebody that seems like it's a wrong number, but then they say something like, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I... I, I, I mean just checking to see is that something that you'd be interested in like you know and kind of going no. you've never gotten anything like that this no. one day I got something like that and I was talking with I was recording a podcast episode for ruined childhoods with my brother Dan and he was like uh hold on I got this text and it's this wrong number it's like was it about picking up a cake I, I'm actually gonna oh do I have my phone on me oh I'm using my phone as my camera otherwise I'd look it up but it was about like it was somebody texting just being like, hey, I'm so sorry. Can I pick up my cake tomorrow instead? And it seems like such a normal text message that you would think like, oh, this is just a somebody's wrong number. I must have a very similar number to a bakery. And then they kind of continue and be like, oh, is this not Lily's Bakery or whatever? And it's like they somehow make it seem so authentic that it like... They, Would they you be you interested in
0: picking up a cake? You know, now that I think about it, <laughs> where can I pick one up?
1: <laughs> I love picking up cakes.
0: Weird. No, I've never received one of those. Now I kind of want one.
1: Do you have any ideas in your in your docket that uh, are related to food or cakes or anything or text messages? No. Because everything I have is very unrelated.
0: Yeah, I don't have a good segue. I'm going to just say that.
1: Well, then lay, lay one on me. Okay,
0: this one I got to give credit where credit is due. The said listener who lives in the same house (laughs) that I live in would like credit for this, and the kicker is we have the technology. (gasps) Ooh. Okay, it's auto tune earplugs. So you're at a coffee shop and you're writing your screenplay or doing whatever. And all of a sudden, it's like an open mic and so-and-so gets up with their guitar and they're like learning how to perform in public. And you just put your little in-ear in that auto-tunes and like oh, click and that little button and them all you. of a sudden, it's some lovely music happening. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, if I- grooving.
1: Okay. First thoughts. If I'm in a coffee shop and somebody picks up a guitar, I am out the door before they start singing. (laughs) I am on to the next coffee shop. Uh, I am not there to be entertained. I only want to be entertained at a coffee shop if it is a listed event sanctioned by said coffee shop, in which case, oh, this is a thing and it's on me if I'm there and this starts happening because it has been posted before I walked in that this is going to be happening. So deal with it. But that said, even in those situations, you're not always going to get the best entertainment. Somebody might be a little pitchy.
0: Right. Here's another example that actually might be a little bit better and more useful to people who are musically inclined. But I just came from a toddler's birthday party. I didn't just, but yesterday Mm -hmm. and One of my biggest pet peeves in life is the way in which happy birthday is sung to people. And we'll call it like a dirge. Basically, it's the most depressing, horrifying thing that you're having to listen to. And the whole point is to celebrate and make the person feel special. And it's depressing. Yeah. So you, you either like pick up the pace, which really, really helps. There's a beginning part of the song that is now part of our family tradition um, from I think her name's Ruth Lyons, but she was like a radio.
1: Ooh, this episode's very lion heavy. Uh,
0: it is ooh heavy <laughs> on the lions. Um, she was like a radio personality in Ohio in mm. like, whatever the 30s. I don't even know. Um, and she has the beginning to Happy Birthday, and it's awesome, and it basically shuts everybody up at the party so that they listen to your little prequel. And by the time it's happy birthday, everybody's like, let's just sing happy birthday to you. Okay, but you could turn on your little uh, auto-tune headphones and now something that normally sounds like cats dying is kind of delightful for you, Hmm. for the wearer.
1: I'm fascinated. I mean, I think it's a really cool idea. And it's like we already have conditioned society to uh, you know, completely accept in ear like little earbud, AirPod type things. Of so course. if it's a functionality on something like the like an AirPod or a Google Bud, whatever those things are called, like yeah, yeah. absolutely, because they're it's not weird to see them in somebody's ear,
0: right? Or uh, this is not a paid ad at all, but I have uh, been targeted and purchased and used the Loop earplugs. For like oh. concerts, or if you have like a toddler, or if oh, you the just ear like ear
1: plugs.
0: Yeah, 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 but if you have like the ear plug and it's got that little electrical feature, and you just go boop and turn it on, because look, if you're at a toddler birthday party, chances are there will be screaming kids, and you might need mm-hmm. to wear those anyway. But they're like you know kind of small and unassuming, and it's just mm-hmm. another little thing that you can add to make life a little bit more enjoyable. <laughs>
1: I like also the idea of something that, you know, other headphones are connected to your phone or something else. And it's kind of feeding in with something in, in those it's, it seems like its own separate thing. Um, Kind of like how a hearing aid, it functions just on its own, is its own thing. Some of them might be connected to something else, but it's its own special thing. And i like the idea of like maybe uh like alternate features where maybe you you could have the uh the auto-tune feature or let's say you are oh i don't know being uh, slung shot into space and, <laughs> and it, like it's something that could maybe like generate a score like so that like your life has a score to it I like love uh it. you can you can switch it to like uh like a Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, David Fincher esque kind of vibe, if you're feeling that, or like a Hans Zimmer, Christopher Nolan kind of vibe, if that's what you're going for, uh, especially flying into space, you know that right. would feel appropriate. And uh, yeah, I think that'd, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Do you have a name for this device?
0: I don't. <gasps> I shocked. know auto tune earplugs.
1: Oh yeah, okay, there we go.
0: Yeah, is, I don't know.
1: Auto tune a trademarked. Is Autotune a trademarked uh, name for something, or is is it- I
0: think it's one of those things like Kleenex.
1: But that is a trademarked name.
0: I know, so, but yeah. now it's sort of like interchangeable or right. Q-tip. Like, who's going to say cotton swab?
1: Uh, yeah, nobody. A doctor? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I never say Kleenex. What do you I, say? I, Tissue. Tissue. Yeah. Yeah, because I-, I I don't remember specifically ever having like growing up in a brand loyal Kleenex household. I remember a lot of puffs plus. I don't know if that's really uh, around anymore. I don't even know. I don't, if I have the option to buy something that's not super name brandy, I try to do that. Not saying that it's like, you know, Kroger brand or store brand type stuff, but like specialty brand. I'm not bougie. These things are also very cheap, but like I feel like I all those things are owned by like pharmaceutical companies when it comes down to it. So yeah, you know who are we really funding? Elon Musk.
0: Ugh. I know. Ugh. So yeah, yeah we're, I, we're I a feel toilet like... paper family.
1: <laughs> what's that?
0: We're a toilet paper family. Like it's already yeah. in the bathroom. You got to blow your nose. Just grab a little. Why do we oh, need an extra box to sit on a counter? I I very
1: infrequently buy boxes of tissues. However, I would I just impulse bought like a dozen because I purchased and this is not to like, you know, Buzz Market, some other company, but I just bought like uh, I don't know, like 50 rolls of toilet paper from a company called Who Gives a Crap that uses like we zero use plastic. That. Yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. And a box of that lasts me like two years. And like at the end, they're just like, hey, here's some other stuff. And it's like, tissues? Sure. I'm sure I need those too. Tack it on. And uh, I got the most gigantic box and I just <laughs> sorted it all out and put it away yesterday. But uh, but I'm never gonna be like, oh, can you go pass me a who gives a crap? No, That's never. not going to happen.
0: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Right. So, anyway, auto tune. I like it. The auto tune uh, earplug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got something that I think kind of goes with ear, 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 earphones, headphones, earplugs. It is an idea for a podcast, which is like, oh, imagine that. And we've never done that before. An idea no, for never. a podcast. So, Doing my podcast about movies, I frequently, I, I try to do as much research as possible. So aside from just like watching a movie, it's like if there's a documentary it's totally about different it,
0: than this podcast where we do absolutely no research.
1: We, yeah, no research. Well, sometimes I'll be like, wait, does this exist? And certainly none of the things that we're talking about right now exist. I'm sure there, I don't know, maybe there was something for eyeglasses at this point, but at the time there wasn't. And so- I like to do as much research as possible so that I can kind of go in with a, you know, an, an arsenal of facts and information. And I come to things with an informed perspective rather than somebody coming at me being like, "Um, actually anyway. So I uh, what I always really wish I could do is when there is a, a movie that is not one that's adapted from a book, because some in some cases I have read the book. Or like I, I try to squeeze in like as much as I can of a book that a movie is adapted from. But there, and I don't know how much this happens anymore, but novelizations based on movies were a big thing, especially like in the 80s and 90s. And uh, there, you know, you, you sometimes read about these novelizations and it's like they change certain things about it that maybe just work better for the book. And I feel like that's an entire area that I don't know too much about. I know people collect them, and uh, certainly people read them. But I'd love to have a podcast called Movie, colon, The Novelization, colon, The Podcast. So it's a podcast just about novelizations of movies. If this has been done with a different name, perhaps, since I said that, I don't know. I haven't researched it since I wrote down that idea. That is
0: in depth but i feel like also
1: they're pretty quick reads yeah you know
0: yeah i it's like a
1: it's like a a beach read kind of a thing yeah yeah i don't know because i've certainly adaptations of movies from books that's its own huge thing yeah and like the book has to be a certain level of incredible and have already had some notoriety in order for it to be adapted into a film. But a novel, a movie only has to be the, you know, enjoyable to a certain level to have a novelization based on it, which I think is just like another way to just make more money off of the IP. Sure. So that's what I got sure. for that. But I'm not I like it, it though. No, no, no. No, but I would
0: listen if somebody else did it.
1: Are you what podcasts are you listening to lately?
0: Oh, boy. Well, I was listening for a while to The Retrievals, which is a, like I think it's a serial show, but it was about how Yale University uh, had a nurse that was swapping out the opioid um, uh, like for saline. And these uh-huh. women were having egg extractions on basically like no pain management at all and being like, hey, I feel all of this. And they were like, well, you shouldn't because you have the meds. Uh, and it like turns out that this like nurse had been like siphoning it off. But then it was kind of I, I I think I'm one episode from finishing what they have released already. And I don't know if there's going to be subsequent seasons of it because it didn't tie this, up nicely like a bow. But is this um,
1: true? Yeah. Thing. Okay.
0: Yeah. I have yeah.
1: I have a hard time with true crime stuff because I just feel too much for the the victims of these things. Yes. So I, I prefer my my crime to be fictional.
0: Yeah. I I this is not a podcast, but a documentary that I just watched was Take Care of Maya. I don't know if you've okay. heard anything oh, about I it. Oh, I
1: have heard of this one.
0: Yeah, after I watched it, I I was feeling some feelings as a mother of a daughter and uh Yeah. And it was really hard. And, and my husband was like, "What? why would you do that? <laughs> you, you could use your free time in any way that you'd like. And this is what you did in, to yourself. In this,
1: in this one, was this a, a Munchausen by proxy
0: situation? Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't um, remember
1: too much about it, but I have heard about it.
0: Yeah. And I think that it happened, you know, seven eight nine years ago and they just had the trial because they kept delaying and delaying and delaying and by they I mean the hospital and their representation of
1: course um yeah
0: yeah, anyway and another podcast I've been listening to a lot lately is called 60 songs that define the 90s and there's more than 60 episodes now but it's been a really a lovely little walk down memory lane and also sort of like hearing about songs that were popular when I was a mm-hmm. certain age and how they affected me at the time. And then hearing it again with all of this other perspective, because I'm at a different place in my life. And yeah. because, uh, you know, things are, things are wild. Just Chris and I had the radio on the other day and there was a song. I'm trying to think of what it was and I can't, but I'm pretty sure it was from the seventies. Maybe mm-hmm. it was, Casey and the Gang, is that a that's a band?
1: Yeah. Casey and the Sunshine Band?
0: Okay, great. And then like (laughs) right after. Cool in the Gang. Oh, Cool in the Gang. Okay. Thanks. Um, and then like the very next song was like Boys to Men. Okay. And then the next song was Toto. And then like the next song was I don't know, Brandy. It was just all it felt really whiplash Mm -hmm. for me. And then I had to be reminded, they're all oldies. We're old now.
1: <laughs> Get
0: off my
1: lawn. I, I I feel like music of the 90s to say that there are 60 songs that define the 90s is tricky because it needs to be objective and I do recognize that there are certain songs that influenced music you know from that point on s- smells like teen spirit being one of them where it's like oh when that came out you know that's the the big song from this big album that really changed things and influenced so many other musicians that i can recognize as being something that was you know special and defining motown philly uh that's something that definitely you know created a ripple effect and uh, I don't know what the, the 60 songs were that you're that, that that are covered on this podcast, or I guess 60 plus songs. But I also know that there's like large segments of nineties music that never really came into my world. Or it's like, I was aware of them, but they had no impact on me or the, you know, the trajectory of my life that I knew. So, uh, uh, I'd be really curious to kind of hear how they explain out some of that music. Because there's a lot of, you know, uh, probably R&B that I wasn't listening to at the time that that probably comes up. I don't know. Like, give me some examples of some of the songs.
0: So here's an example then. Um, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You.
1: Not in my world at all.
0: But the thing about it is apparently she wrote it in 20 minutes get it mariah that's Mm -hmm. amazing um apparently she had like really sort of uh made it from fantasy like it wasn't uh, a nostalgic for any type of christmas that she had ever Mm -hmm. experienced it was sort of like this is kind of what i wish christmas was.
1: good choice of words with fantasy right there hey
0: yeah um and then uh just the construction of the song and why we like it and the, the chord progressions and it like in the jazziness Mm -hmm. of it makes us, and, and the, and the chord stacking in the way that it is, Mm. uh, makes it feel timeless in a way that like maybe other artists who do Christmas albums and have Christmas songs, like don't have the same timelessness and it somehow Mm. feels super, super old and fits in with, you know, Frank Sinatra and uh, Johnny Mathis in Mm -hmm. this, but also fits in, like you hear it today at a mall and you're like, yes, present moment. And it's, it's just wild. Anyway, it's cool how they break it down. They have guests uh, who are experts in their field, talk about things that have to do with the Thanks. song or what it meant to them sure. it's just really nice and spe- like let's get back on track for us if that's okay because Please. this this pairs perfectly with an idea that i had
1: do it do it
0: okay idea it's a toy company but all of the products are manifestations of misheard lyrics so the toy company sells a cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. Oh, a and
1: cross-eyed bear. A mm-hmm. cross-eyed
0: bear. And <laughs> uh, you could have, uh, like, two plushy coffee uh, to-go cups that are green and have a mermaid on them that are, like, loving each other. uh uh-huh. um, Taylor Swift, blank space. Got a pair of Starbucks lovers.
1: Oh, but, okay.
0: And then... Uh, there was a song called Bad Day. Okay. And there there was a, a a section in it where he says, like, I don't need no care-a-not. So it's an astronaut, hmm. but it's a care-bear. That's not really what the words are. And then my personal favorite, uh, there's a friend of a whale, and it's Sammy and the whale. Do, 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 oh, do, okay. Do, do, do. But that's not Rusted what it root. is either. My that's first, right. My
1: first concert. Whoa! there you go so etc I'm looking up uh, on Hollywood reporter there's like a miss what is this called the most commonly misheard lyrics in popular songs as choice and... no 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 just no, no 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 <laughs> um there's one you know Abba says feel the beat on the tambourine but it's heard as feel the beat on the tangerine uh, <gasps> maybe that's a a beat like a b-e-e-t in a tangerine I don't know. Uh let's see. Like a
0: little hardcore inside of a plushie?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh we built the city on rock and roll, as sometimes was heard as we built the city on sausage rolls. I never heard of that one. No. Uh
0: somebody was taking some editorial liberties at the house Yeah, of the a lot of these
1: I'm like a lot of these I'm like nobody has ever thought this before. And the Beatles, I Wanna Hold Your Hand. I guess sometimes people sing as I Wanna Hold Your Ham. Nobody does.
0: Nobody that. does that. Children? No.
1: <laughs> Children this might is... do that. No, no. These, no. Nope. This is this is wrong. This is Have wrong. you
0: ever seen Sorry, Hollywood the... Reporter? There could also be, um, I'm trying to think of what it was. It was a Christina Aguilera song, and I watched it on YouTube a lot, but it was misheard lyrics, but the entire Ain't No Weather Man. Uh, I, I don't know Christina
1: Aguilera all that well. Oh,
0: okay. So, I know uh, genie
1: in a bottle, kind of,
0: kind of. Okay. No, there was a song that's like "ain't no other man, it's true." Anyway, and it's "ain't no Man, but but the whole um, YouTube video is mishearing every lyric, mm. and uh, there's a, a blurry walrus, I think, in one of them, and you could have a
1: the other like a, one, a toy the, that's sort of yeah. The other one, and I don't know how you'd do this as a toy, is in uh, f- with Jimi Hendrix, excuse me while I kiss this guy instead of kiss the sky. That's one that has always, that always seems to come up. There, there's a, um, a maybe a, it's a, this. Uh, you're doing a thing fi- visually
0: that's right on a podcast so i put my oh, finger oh, up I turned of what, the,
1: what the toy would look what like what
0: the toy would be it's the finger up oh, oh. it's the turned cheek and it's a it's a kiss a little smooch of, a,
1: yeah to a dude intended for a dude so uh yeah there's a a store that's in portland and i'm sure that these items are sold mostly anywhere considering we have the internet uh but it's like you know uh mugs and stuff like that that have misheard lyrics written on them so it would pair so nicely with something like that
0: in gift shops all over america
1: all over america and elsewhere
0: internationally yeah that's right
1: yeah mishearing lyrics is is a uh, worldwide phenomenon
0: and it could be a lucrative business for someone but not someone
1: yeah So, Louise, we are, uh, we're about 45 minutes into this, and even though I've got some other stuff, I feel like we should leave that for a few years from now when we record our next episode. (laughs) So, on our last episode, you challenged me to come up with an idea for washer dryers, for laundry systems. And it was great timing that I looked up to see what we were talking about, because Two nights ago, I had a dream. And part of the dream was that I was at a laundromat. It, wasn't, it did not look like a laundromat. It looked more like an arcade. There were very tall, very high ceilings. Uh, I'm sure the light bulbs were impossible to change there. And there were like laundry units that were stacked really high. You probably had to use some of those like you know uh those old fashioned library ladders that are on like the rails to like get to the things i don't know i i wasn't working there but it was a laundromat but it was also a movie theater Ooh. and yes laundry machines make a lot of noise not a great place to watch a movie but it was like uh the the machines were on one side of a wall and the other side was this movie theater and i know that given my druthers if i had my druthers what's the proper use of the word druthers if if druthers were there uh folding laundry would happen while consuming some form of media watching a movie or something like that so i feel like there is a world in which we could have you know there are laundromats that have like bars in them and stuff like that why not a movie theater
0: yeah, I was going to say, so, you could even go, you could put your laundry in, go uh-huh. into the little theater, watch whatever's playing, Sure. come out, change it to the dryer, double yeah. feature, go pick up your laundry from the dryer, right. take it home.
1: Yeah, because typically you have, uh, you know, uh, your laundry might take two hours. Yeah. Something like that. And it's also so,
0: self-care. Yeah. It's taking the time to also not multitask and do something else and consume a little a little yeah. it doesn't
1: have to be a full size movie theater it could be a smaller screening room because you're not going to have enough machines to facilitate you know 150 people watching a movie but let's say there are movies that start at certain times maybe you have a movie where you know you can do a uh, a 15 minute intermission to go change your laundry out yeah. And there's gonna be somebody out there, you know, mining the, you know, manning the concession stand monitoring to make sure that no one's stealing anybody's clothes. Yeah. So it could work.
0: I think also what could be cool is uh if if maybe we did it so I follow this guy and I can't remember his handle on Instagram, but he used to be in the fashion world and now he I mean he's still in the fashion world but he's now like an influencer or something and he's basically mm. talking about on his entire Instagram page how you don't have to take your clothes to the dry cleaner anymore. Essentially, you can you can wash all of your clothes in Okay,
1: I'm picturing Isaac Mizrahi.
0: It's not him because I know who that is. <laughs> okay. But, is it
1: somebody kind of like that where it's yeah. like, yeah, okay. Maybe yeah. in the early 2000s they had a moment.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he was also saying, you know, a lot of washers now, like a lot of washers have a quick cycle that's Mm -hmm. maybe 35 or 25 minutes rather than the full cycle. And what a lot of people uh, don't take enough advantage of is the quick cycle. First of all, Mm -hmm. your clothes are not as dirty as you think. Second of all, it's a smart appliance and can sense the load size and and whatever else and as long as you're adding the appropriate amount of soap and and, and have the spin cycle and you know it's not over full that the quick cycle is actually a much better option Mm -hmm. so hear me out at the movie theater laundromat you have like they used to do quick shorter film or like they do with the Bryant Park movie it's an old timey like uh, like Looney Tunes short yeah yeah, for, you know, 15, 20 minutes while your load does the quick load. And then you can take the full feature to do the drying because that just takes longer.
1: Yeah, that's true. Oh, I like it. This was a good challenge. I like snappy, snappy, snappy. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this was years ago. So you probably had a reason for challenging me to laundry at the time where maybe you needed something and uh my challenge for you is also not relevant anymore uh because i challenged you to tree houses because at the time i was living in a house where there were lots of trees in the backyard now yeah. not as many trees i moved to a different place
0: yeah but okay so tree houses though uh and i thought when I looked at what you had challenged me to when I was mm-hmm. going through my notes, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to, like, quick do homework and make up something. I put in a note from a while ago. Ooh. So I was thinking about Ooh. it. Yeah. And the idea that I had is going to I'm just going to first disclaimer. It's a fantasy.
1: OK. Mariah Carey.
0: I sweet, sweet fantasy tree house. Um, it's not going to be good. For red sequoias. But I want Airbnbs in giant trees Mm -hmm. in the way that illustrated woodland creatures enjoyed trees in books. I want plush lazy boy recliners. I want like little pots of tea. and and, You want
1: the celestial seasoning sleepy time tea bear living room set up in a tree.
0: That's right. Yeah. That you can Airbnb out. So it's it's like I said, not good for the trees. Yeah. But, uh
1: the, so you in a tree. So like not a structure built around a tree in a tree.
0: In a tree. Like if it's in a giant yeah. tree and there's like the knot from where a a, a branch is no longer and that has been yeah. burrowed out and you somehow have to get up there with maybe, maybe a rope and dowel type ladder that Ooh. can be like let down and let up. Um but yeah, then you get in there and you've got your little cozy Afghans and you have your little doilies on the armchairs, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. on the armrest of the armchairs. You know, I, yeah. I
1: I know somebody who stayed in one of the like Airbnb, like treehouse things and they're just like, yeah, the thing they don't really tell you or they gloss over in a lot of these things is like, there's no bathrooms in these things. You have to like go somewhere else. To oh. use a bathroom like there's like maybe a, a house that's like a common area for this kind of series of tree houses to sleep in. But if you want to do your business, there's nowhere to do that. There's no plumbing in this tree house.
0: It's weird that they gloss, that they would gloss that over.
1: Yeah, well, I think that the the whimsy and the idea of like sleeping in a decked out tree house is uh you know the selling point and yeah. the logistics of its functionality maybe are a little um you know c- consider just a little bit less.
0: Yes, yes. The other thing I was thinking, uh, you're
1: I you're ding donging over there.
0: It's uh, I don't know what's happening. No one ever visits or comes over. <laughs> or,
1: like, Plays music I'm on busy. your smart speakers. No, kidding.
0: yeah. Um. The other maybe, it's idea, the, maybe
1: it's the ding-dong idea sound.
0: I have an idea. Um, <laughs> it's uh,
1: it's, in that one.
0: it's turning uh, like an outdoor play system with like swings and a slide mm-hmm. easily into a place that you could camp at night. Like maybe it's got the like roll down tarps that you tie.
1: Yeah. Um, Ooh, so like they're that. just like,
0: they're just kits that you could yeah. buy to make an already existing like, structure in your backyard. Right. Treehouse-like.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like that.
0: A repurposing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I like that. It's also, you. Know, I mean, less, less to do, fewer materials.
0: Yeah. yeah. And you could make a canvas, you know, like waxed canvas. So it could like... That's what I was kind of
1: envisioning. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of feeling like more of a you know, a scout camping situation.
0: Yeah. I was thinking actually Haley Mills, the parent trap. Oh, okay. (laughs) But yeah, that's very scout like.
1: Cool. Well, uh, to our dear listeners, thank you for hanging in there with us. Please email us greatideapod at gmail.com with your great ideas, or if you have any thoughts on the ideas we mentioned, Louise, do you have a challenge for me for our next episode? I do. Huh, lay it on me.
0: The challenge is not one word. It's to find a solution. If you've ever been washing your hands at the bathroom sink and
1: mm-hmm. you go
0: to turn on or off the water and it makes the countertop wet because your hands have been wet. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call that other than bathroom faucets.
1: Right. Bathroom faucets. Okay. That's bathroom your challenge. Bathroom faucets. I'm just writing it down right now. Okay. okay. So my challenge for you, and I apologize if we have uh, done this idea before or this challenge before, I need you to come up with an idea for getting us to record these more regularly.
0: OK, I'm <laughs> on it.
1: I, you know, sure. Big life changes happen. We get carried away. Uh, however. You and I were best friends. It's we have been really, for a really long time. Yeah. Together. Yes, we're on opposite coasts, but that doesn't matter. Never all stopped us is is, before. All we have to do is add or subtract 3 from whatever time we're talking about and and make it happen. Your kid is uh you know in preschool? She State is about
0: to be 3.
1: She's about to be 3.
0: Yes.
1: Right. Okay. My kid's in first grade; she has her own life. Yeah, she's doing things. Yeah. So, my challenge to you. May I don't I know. It. Maybe, maybe it's a maybe it's an app. Maybe okay. it's a you know something. I, I don't know. That's for you. Regular to
0: potting. Out. I love it.
1: Yeah. I now, love it.
0: Okay, I'm on it.
1: Yeah. Now I don't remember how we end these episodes.
0: I think, did I just say thanks for hanging out? Well, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for hanging out with me. I don't see it happening.